0: Fam. This week's episode of the podcast was brought to you by Vision by Dreamers. Our next guest is a good friend of mine who currently leads a team of 30 plus for tech ministry at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs. A full-time father, tech director, and minister who discusses the call of God in a Christian's life, balance in ministry, and his own personal testimony. Please welcome Cameron
1: Dequeletis. You're going to open it up. No, I would gladly pray, dude. Yeah, for sure. God, I thank you so much for everything that you've given to us. I thank you for friendship, Lord, and for history that we, that us three guys have together. I pray for people, Lord, anybody that would listen to this or just anybody at all going through anything. I just pray for them right now. And I just pray for this conversation. And I ask that you would just be in the middle of what we're doing. And we thank you again for this opportunity, and we know that a lot of people don't have it and wish that they did, and so we thank you for it and, and for this outlet that we have. And I just pray that you bless this day and allow everything to run smoothly, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Redeem Podcast, Episode 9. Today we have a special guest, Cameron, my good friend. I don't want to miss your <laughs> last name. Dequietas. <laughs> Cameron. Cameron. Cam yeah. <laughs> uh, how,
1: how do you How do you enunciate, pronounce your last name? So
2: it's like D and then quill lettuce. Oh, really? D- really? Lettuce. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, gotcha. that's what I tell people. D-quill
0: D-quill lettuce. lettuce.
2: Right on. Like Cameron, it. how have you been, bro? Good. Yeah? Good.
0: How is uh, ministry right now?
2: It's good. I mean, it's been um, changing, adapting. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think it's been a a cool experience of following following the leader. Mm. You know.
1: So like if you guys don't know, um let them know like what you do for a living, where you work. And
2: uh yeah, so cover cover trouble golden springs and Nymar. Mm-hmm. Um that's where I met you guys. Mm-hmm. And um so I'm there on <laughs> staff uh, with the tech team. Yep. And uh under Pastor Al Reese, amazing pastor, we all
0: agree. We and go back, dude. yeah.
2: We go back. <laughs>
1: Definitely Cameron in knew fact, me. Go ahead. No, please.
0: Cameron knew me, actually. (laughs) And he saw, dude, that I was not a Christian. And he knew me before I became a Christian. And he Mm. knew the whole time.
1: That's right. And believe it or not, uh, these three guys were once in a band and had wrote songs (laughs) and performed one performance. Dude. And it was awesome. And I uh, uh, I found evidence of it the other day. Did you? A picture. One lowly picture exists of that day. I'll send it to you later. You guys will never know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Was, it, was the orange truck in
2: the shot? The orange? No, uh,
1: no, it's not. But that was such a, iconic. We were in, we were in a band and we wrote songs and then we performed those songs and it was awesome and we were stoked. And we never did it again. <laughs> Gosh,
0: that was so fun though. That it was so much super fun. It was. But Cameron, why don't you tell us what exactly is your background right now at Golden Springs? What do you do?
2: Um, I guess, I mean, I always say, quote, quote, uh, technical director, um, it, you know, the chapels, like, culture and stuff like that isn't very much of, like, uh, giving titles and all that stuff like that, so that's why I say, like, technical director, because, I mean, I do, you know, have to, I have those type of roles, you know, if something breaks, you know, TV turns off, or there's a buzz in the, in the sound, you know, like yeah. <laughs> go my phone's it being out. blown up, you know, That's fine. and so that that's my role, um, you know, we do a lot of live streaming, we do a lot of, of live production, so uh, just managing the team, mm. uh, the volunteers, so we got a, like a team of 30, 30 people, um, 27 wow. volunteers, that's awesome, 10 on staff, and you know, you go back a couple of years, and I was there when it was just like two people, me and two people, mm. and and mm-hmm. then the Lord's definitely allowed it to grow. Um, when when uh, did that
0: start? When did you jump into uh, let's say just for for now tech ministry?
2: Yeah, I mean we we could go even further back. You know, probably wherever we've been connected is mm-hmm. in the high school ministry, and um, you know Scott, which I know he's on the podcast, and he uh, he found out I do some videos. You know, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if you're gonna remember this first video that we did, uh, but he gave me footage and he was like edit this. And it was uh, puppets.
1: Yes. Oh, On the little, my goodness.
0: The I little do little remember table. that. I
1: think I'm one of the voices. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: <laughs> and so I was giving this footage, and he gave me his laptop, and he was like, here. And I was just dying of like, wow. what is this? And um, so I just did that, and then he just started using me more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And then we started building a little volunteer base uh, with, with the high school ministry and tech. Yeah. And then. Um, How many years ago was that? I don't know graduated 2012 so four years before that you wow know, okay um,
1: so it's interesting that you bring that up because what i remember specifically is um it wasn't it wasn't like a hey like pray about becoming something it was like it was like we i remember sitting in a room with scott and and him saying you know what I want to do? I want to do this and I want to do that. And just having nobody, no way to do that. Right. So he gets thrown in the mix and and it sort of was like, uh, like, yeah, I could do this, like just for the heck of it. And then I look, I looked at the, I saw the evolution of, of, uh, of what you were doing and how it continuously grew. And at one point I'll say this in parentheses, at one one point um, he was on the hood of my truck and I was driving down the road and he's laying on the hood of my pickup truck and he's shooting footage through the front windshield of me driving, oh going down gosh. the road. <laughs> and uh, I just want to make this clear that that wasn't, that wasn't, <laughs> we weren't told to do that <laughs> by like Scott or anybody else. We were like, let's get the best shot get we can, shot. Yeah. yeah. And and the, now I look back and I'm like, geez, like, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but 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 what, what what even larger, and I'd like you to kind of elaborate on, if you can, even bigger than that, is what, what took place after it was just a hobby, right? Because you start off with this job that's like, oh, tech. Like, could have been one of many things that they could have asked you to do. But it turns into you having to orchestrate a team and talk a little bit about that like the transition from just like oh i deal with tech stuff to now like i'm exercising this sharpening this tool to to work with a a group of people
2: yeah i think i mean the first thing that comes to mind i hope it kind of relates to what you're asking is um you know getting into high school ministry i know that tech was the task, you know, that a lot of times was given to me, and I loved it, I was down with it, for sure, you know, growing up, playing with the cameras, and breaking the TVs, trying to fix it, all that type of thing, you know, just, was just, that's a natural instinct uh, that God given to me, and I knew that, and, um, but growing up in the high school ministry, and, you know, also knowing other potential gifts that the Lord's given is, you know, gift of leadership, gift of teaching, or whatever it is, you know, I kind of, thought it would be more in that aspect, you know, and you guys know, and when people join ministry, that's usually, and not an evil mindset either, but that's usually the mindset of, like, okay, like, I'm going to be teaching and leading and all that kind of stuff, you know, and, um, you know, I just remember kind of the point of, like, when the task was just always given with tech and tech, you know, I just learned that, okay, this is the opportunity that God's giving me, Mm. you know, and, and so whatever the task was, you know, sometimes, would open doors and you'd have tasks to speak or to do whatever and it's just you know even the opportunity to hear you know like I I'm, I'm down to do this you called me and you're like hey you ready or whatever and I was like I <laughs> thought I was gonna come and you know yeah, dude was <laughs> that was like, the greatest reaction I called Cameron and I was like hey man
0: me and Mike wanted to know if you'd like to be on our podcast bro and he was like. I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> it's so great. I love it. Yeah,
2: and it's just something that, like, I was like, okay, I, I feel like they're going to ask me, and, and I, I don't want to. I'm not like, hey, like, get me on the show, you know, just because um, I'd just rather be sitting where Max is right now, too, you know, and just taking care of that. But um, shout out. Right? Shout, shout out to Max. Max. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, I remembered his name, too. Look at that. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so, anyhow, you know the the task was tech you know and um the task was uh get it done well and mm. so i mean again i don't know if no no you could ask me again you know? yeah ask no no before.
1: that's that that's yeah getting you to elaborate on on the 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 evolution of of where you started versus where you've come is kind of the bottom line of what i was getting at but i think you covered it like and I, I think you covered something that was like an off off um yeah, well, topic. A few but, but, topics yeah, but su- but super important, and that is utilizing the the platform that God's given to you. And I know that that's something that I see a lot of people struggle with, like especially when it comes to their calling. They're like, "Oh, I,", I they they see somebody doing something, and they think I'd like to do that, but they don't realize that there's a whole backstory that led that person to that place. And you can only utilize the platform that God's given you. Mm. And I think that more people would be. Would benefit more if they simply utilize to their best ability the platform that God's given them instead of sidestepping the platform that God's given them in the name of trying to accomplish something that they yeah. want to do, you know?
2: Mm. So, getting to like cameras, um, one of the things that uh, you see on a lens is a, a zoom lens, right? You can zoom in and zoom out. Um, you know, that used to be like the biggest thing, like people want. You want to get a, a lens that you can zoom in and out, have the options or whatever. But uh, when I started diving in and growing, uh, doing a couple weddings and stuff like that, as I was learning and seeing what other people were doing, they're they're saying get a prime lens, which is no zoom in or out. It's just fixed, right? Mm. And so coming back to what you're saying is that's what allows you to get a little bit more creative when you when you set that limitation. Mm. And you're kind of talking about the aspect of, like, what has God given you? And do the best with, you ha- with mm-hmm. what you have, you know? When you're given a, a camera with a fixed 35, you're going to do the absolute best with that 35, you know? And staying within that, you know, kind of range. And so, again, it kind of went a lot of places there, too. Yeah, but, no, that's good. But, like, with the call, you know, you're saying a cool point where it's just, like, a lot of people, like, are trying to go here. But, like, realize that you don't need to go there. Like, God literally has you here. So do what you have here, you know? Mm. Like, don't stress about what's going to be over here, like, at all. Mm. Full circle. I remember, Cameron,
0: speaking of your growth, your transition, uh, just being right there, you asking me to come alongside you as you led this small group of guys. And that, for me, was a huge deal at the time because I had stopped teaching for a period of time just because I, I felt like I had a Bible study at my house and then I, I closed that because I felt the Lord was telling me to close it. And then, uh, and this was back again, uh, maybe six years ago, seven years ago. And um, for closing for good reasons, moving forward and seeing what God had for me and I wanted to take a time of just kind of like waiting on the Lord, seeing where he had me to go. And you and uh, and Scott, they, you guys really kind of Encouraged me. Hmm. You guys encouraged me. And I remember seeing you as that guy who was, it didn't matter that guys were older than you, same age, whatever style they had, you would go up there and you teach. And I know hmm. that that has led you to lead, which is awesome. I'm not trying to blow you up. Um, stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but so now, as you have this team, what would you say would be some of the lessons that you could share with other people about leading a team?
2: The the biggest thing that I stand on a lot of areas, which what we were just talking about now, is the call. You know, mm-hmm. like God's called you. Wow. You know, and so like when you have to do those hard times, hard things, hard decisions, or or even like, you know, you're at a place where you're not you don't feel very visionary. You don't feel very like, I don't know what the next thing is. It's just, it's just time to sit and pray and say, Lord, like you called me to this, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and standing upon that, that like he will guide and direct and give vision and you know, he'll He'll get you, he'll strengthen you to, to make those hard decisions if you have to or whatever the case is, you know, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Right.
1: That, that's, um, that reminds me so much of something that God uh, taught me over the years and that is, about the importance of endurance. And one of the interesting things you find about people that are super talented in something, like this is what they want to do and what they're capable of doing, is that they're very short, um, how should I say, they, they struggle with, um, with uh, patience in, in watching that unfold because they're so confident in how good they should be. But when you when you talk about the, the contrast of that with your calling, um, your calling is more of an obedience thing, not like you looking at yourself and saying, dude, I'm I'm the man for this job. It should work. It's like, OK, Lord, like this is what you're calling me to do. I'll do it. And that creates less of a desire to see it happen super fast because you're just obeying. You're not mm-hmm. like, oh, this is what's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. It's like, all right, I'll do what you're asking me to do. And what it, it inevitably does is create an endurance in what you're doing because you are you don't have this idea that it should be at this point by some point. You're just being obedient to what it is that God told you to do. And so it's creating this consistency in you that doesn't have a an obsession with where it's going to go. It has more of a focus on obedience and what i'm supposed to be doing and that's the difference between god calling you to do something and then you picking to do something mm-hmm. for god you know and that's what i think is unique about his story um and 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 what i'm tripping out i didn't expect by the way we we never we never overly plan for how these podcasts are going to go but i always trip out on how they they, they end up going down a road but that's where i'm picking up off of what you're saying it's like it's like you were just understanding that you're called to do this and so that's why you're doing it you know super super cool
2: yeah i mean doing this podcast you know not wanting to do it not like super stoked but just okay god you open the door and you know if it's gonna speak to anybody down you know yeah yeah
0: how's it been leading the team right now i know you guys are going through so many hoops and hurdles right oh, now yeah.
2: like we're inside, we're outside, yep.
0: no masks, with masks, only on the internet, not on the internet. Like, what's going on right now?
2: It's craziness. I think the lesson that I could take away mostly is, is uh, being a leader doesn't mean you have to have the answer right away. I like that. You know, like, I, it's legit just like, okay, when are we going to meet, blah, blah. It's like, chill out, you know, like, and getting the team, like, still leading them. And still calling them together and literally just saying, hey, team, like, you know, we're in the unknown right now. Mm-hmm. Take a sec, you know, we'll sit, we'll pray. But I'm, we're not going to have all the answers right now, you know, mm-hmm. but let's be ready for this, this or this. And then it may be one of those cool. And if it's not, you know, we'll, we'll do this as a team together. But um, trying to unify on things that we can unify, mm-hmm. you know, which always is, okay, prayer and his word, you know, in our call. Right. Those mm-hmm. are those things that our team, we could on the same page of you know um. well do you find that right now there are
0: things that and i'll just say it like that people can even in the church become divisive on even as something as simple as tech ministry yeah wow okay yeah i
2: mean i don't know how crazy i want to go into the details i mean it's just okay wearing mask or not wearing mask you know it's mm. like like that's a bit that's a hot <laughs> one right now dude yeah, we're
1: obviously yeah. not <laughs> wearing masks. No, <laughs> exactly, but, but I want to say something real quick about that. Like, and, and I'm not just trying to be politically correct. Like, I'm not wearing a mask, not in protest against right. wearing masks. I'm literally just like, this is the way I feel, you know. And my 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 idea is like, I, I look at what God's asking me to do, and I focus on that thing. I'm not I'm, I'm not advocating for against or, or pro anything personally, but. But I, but I'm, I don't, I'm not scared. (laughs) I don't care, dude. Yeah, but
2: I mean, those things could come up in the way people feel. But, you know, the team, especially if you do want to be, I mean, there's, there's unity. It should be in God's word, God's call and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But I mean, there's still, there's still a sense of peace that as a leader, you want to seek for your team. You know, you don't want people making those simple arguments, you know, or whatever. And uh, it's a challenge too. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's there because... You, we're dealing with this pandemic where each person's has a different perspective, you know? Right. You know, if your family's being hit more than this person and whether it's a job, whether it's health, you know, whatever it is, it's like everyone's going to have different perspectives and different feelings about it, you know, what they watch, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff too, yeah. you know? And so that's a huge challenge. But, I mean, like I said, it's always coming back to, hey, like, we're here. You know, obviously the cool thing is that, um, you know, I have leaders above me, and it's like, okay, like, we're following them, you know? Like, if, like if they're like, hey, you know, like, put your mask on. I'm putting my mask on, you know? Yep. I'll be in obedience to those guys above me, you know? And, um, you know, so for the rest of the team, it's like, okay, just follow that, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So, no? Do you guys wear masks? Uh, There's certain situations where Okay, we will, yeah. for sure. No, that's yeah. cool.
0: I, I feel the same way. I feel... Uh, if I know people like you guys here today, you guys aren't coming to me saying you're sick. You guys have felt or pretty not healthy. worried about it. Yeah, so that way I'm just like, okay, if I go out, I don't know what other people are thinking about right. me. So I, out of respect, I wear it. And that's as simple as that. I feel like it's kind to wear a mask because we should be caring about other people. Right. Because right now, people are so scared right now. And, and uh, I... I have to be sensitive to that,
1: you know? You know, it comes to mind because inevitably if somebody listening to this, they they might consider drawing a conclusion based on knowing us like, Hey, well, this is what these guys were saying. I kind of feel that way too. And one of the things that has been in my heart a lot lately, because obviously it's such a, it's such a hot topic. And, and there's people that you love and respect on and everybody, I think everybody can relate to this. There's people you love and respect on both sides of the story. And so one of the things that God's really made clear to me is um, the scripture that says in as much as possible, live peaceably mm. with everybody. Like I'll go way over what my own conviction is for other people. And sometimes I think that Christians in the name of of freedom or in the name of like, oh, I trust the Lord. I'm not afraid. You know, I, it's God's in control. And the name of that, they trample over. You know, living peaceably with people. Yeah, and so if you know, like like you said earlier, like you said, if I go somewhere and I sense Cameron when he walked up, he had a mask in his pocket. He still does have it in his pocket mm-hmm. right now, and that's the same thing too. I, I stepping foot inside your house, it's always like, even shaking his dad's hand. I come from, you always shake the man of the house's hand, you know. But but I I, I have to assess the situation and and see what pick up, what vibe we're on. So, but that, that, that's one thing. It's another thing to be a leader. Right. So (laughs) I just want to say like, we'll be praying for you because I just, just in you conversating with it briefly, it's like, dang, there, there can be people that are divisive. Like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, for those that have, and there's not, it's not just black and white. There's people that have semi layers to the conspiracy mind. Right, there's people have semi layers to like the idea that it's a demonstration of your faith that you're not wearing a mask. It's it's showing people that you're not scared, you know. Mm-hmm. And or there's people that feel like they think of their our freedom, like, hey, you don't control us, you know. And and so inevitably, you, as a leader, like in a place where there's a lot of people tuning in and watching that's something we'll be keeping you in prayer about that I never even thought about until right now, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So you've been leading this group, meanwhile, running around, doing all crazy kinds of tech, and
2: you got a family. (laughs) You're a dad. How's that been, dude? It's a trip. Yeah? Yeah, it's a trip. I mean, you know, entering in, or being in ministry and entering and growing a family, you know, and all that kind of stuff you always hear all these you know lessons and applications of ministry here family here and blah blah you know and and it all definitely like like when things hit you're like wait what was i supposed to do like family come first (laughs) you know what i mean like you know but it just you know it it just is it's part of the call too you know like i always stand upon that it's like you know the family needs me i'm there you know um if the ministry needs me, I'm there. Like, it's just, uh, well, no, Pastor Dale, one time, and this is what always sticks with me, is is God first, everybody else needs to be able to flex, you know? Hmm. And so, like, yep. sometimes ministry is going to be there. Sometimes family is going to be there in second. Sometimes whatever, you know? Um, you know, just things, things are to be a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there needs to be well communication, you know, with the family. There needs to be well communication with the ministry. You know, it, it's, it's a lot, but it, it, it's to be balanced and, you know, it definitely can feel overwhelming, but again, it's the call, you know, you, you we've been called to do this. So, all right, we're going to get through this, you know?
0: Yeah, man, that's interesting just to hear you say it's continually, it's the call. It's the call. Mm-hmm. How do people know where God is calling them to how did you discover that God was calling you to be involved in tech? Is that something that you had kind of saw gifts in your heart and were like, "Okay, I want, you know what? I'm this is what I want to do." Or did, was it what was that like for you?
2: I think I'll start off with saying that uh, you know, God doesn't work in cookie-cutter ways. You know, it definitely like okay, this story, you know, you're going to have a different story, we're all going to have different stories and, you know, it's not one to apply to, like, my life with my calling, you know, for people out there, mm-hmm. and so, but with me, you know, knowing I was calling, what's called was I was there, you know? Yeah. I was there, like, God literally brought me, you know, there to church, and, you know, had Scott say this, and then had them to say, that. and it just, the story is just, you know, if you look, if you look at your past, you look at his story, right? You see mm-hmm. what God has designed in your life, and so just, literally just step by step and seeing God, um, continue to work, you know, and just knowing like, okay, like God, you brought me here. You brought me here. Okay, yeah. I'm here. Yeah. Cause the interesting thing about you, Cameron, is your full-time ministry.
0: Like there's a lot of people who will not be full-time ministry. A lot, yeah. most Christians will not be full-time ministers. So making that jump from either part-time ministry or just an attendee of a church to being full-time ministry that can actually be scary for some people that can be you are unique in that sense and i mean gosh what i what would you what were you doing right before you worked for in and out burger i'm sorry i forgot was that in and out yeah was that a hard jump or no you're like i'm gone (laughs) no i mean
2: it was funny whenever i tell the story too i just look back and i see that i was there i mean people joke oh you're there for like two weeks or whatever but I say at least six months, I don't remember, it was kind of a while ago, but I was there, and then, you know, when I get off of work, I drive to the chapel, you mm-hmm. know, and so, like, you know, when they say, hey, like, we're looking to hire, and, like, we need this position fulfilled," that it's just, like, you know, they're, like, we're thinking and praying about you, and I was, like, well, yeah, like, you know, like, hmm. I skipped the first drive out to, you know, in and out and I just go straight from home to the church, you know, and. Mm. And I'll be there, you know? <laughs> so. That's
1: funny. You you always saw the church as your destination. And then <laughs> yeah. it was just interrupted by this in-and-out job that <laughs> yeah. you had to have. Yeah. That's funny, dude. That's super cool. Wow. That's awesome. Um, there's uh, something that stands out as you're talking, a reoccurring theme in what you're saying. I don't even know if you're purposely doing it. But um, there's this acceptance in you to not have all the answers. And I think that there's a lot of people who have a lot in common with what you're saying, but have don't have that in common. Um, And what I mean by that is, um there's a lot of people like, oh, like, this is what God called me, and this is what God t- opened the door for me to do, and this is w- the role I'm fulfilling, and this is how I bring glory to, to the Lord. But one of the big struggles with a lot of Christians that I come across is their obsession with the idea that god wasn't there when they didn't have the answer for something and it's just not true and in in a common theme in what you're saying is just this like from the question about family the question about ministry is is this idea that like you don't seem to need to have all the answers for for whatever's in front of you. And I think there's some really talented people out there, maybe even strong leaders or strong ministry people who can benefit from picking that up from you. And that is, dude, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. I, I was recently sitting in a Bible study and my brother said, you know, I love, dude, when a pastor's asked a question, he's like, hmm, I don't know. He said that instantly gains his trust with that person because... When all of us know, like we perceive people, like people feel the pressure of like, oh, I'm a leader now or I'm a pastor now or I'm, I'm, I I better have an answer. And then the worst thing that you could do is give an answer that you don't really know. That's even worse than I don't know. And so I just want to say, like, I really admire that, bro. Like, I, I don't think it's something that you consciously are like, I'm going to be this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. But. Yeah. But that's so important, dude. And what, what you're sort of displaying and what you're sharing, that's super good, man. Like not feeling like you have to have the answers for everything.
2: It's just it's just a walk of faith, you know. Hmm. And at those times you get tested where you just don't know, but it's just head down and just believe, hmm. you know.
0: Yeah. How do you see your your walk right now, like with everything that's going on, Gosh, I'm looking at, for you, what you're seeing coming up, coming your way as far as, like, growth, um, opportunities. Do you do you plan ahead? Are you a planner? Are you someone who has dreams and aspirations? Or are you just kind of like, you know what, this is where I'm at. This is where God has me.
2: Yeah, I think uh, for me, like, God's puts me in these places where, you know, I'll sit there at night and find some new avenue, some new tech or whatever. And then like, all of a sudden this dream just starts being built and I'm like, I'm going to do that. And then you dive on YouTube and you learn a million things about it. And then, uh, I'm stoked on it. And then it just, you take it to prayer and you take it, you know, and then it just fades away. Mm. And it, it's so like, I would say like, I'm not, I try to be a planet. I attempt it, but then it's like, God just does his work. You know, and it's just like, so I'll attempt to do two different things and then I just go one way and it's like, no, he's like, a lot of times he just goes, no, go that way or sometimes it's like, dude, you're on the path, like chill out, like you don't have to deal with a million other things or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Mm.
0: And all those lessons along the way as you're even just trying the waters in different places, different things. That's cool, man.
2: Yeah. Uh, One of the biggest things uh, that we're going through right now, you know, is uh, the whole, american dream or whatever of buying a house you know Mm. and um hopefully while this uh this uh this podcast is released we're sitting in our new house or whatever but Mm. um you know uh, we'll we'll see you know could be getting a call any minute of of an offer that was put in that oh you guys got it or oh no you guys don't got it you know or whatever so this would actually be our our third place we put a a house or an offer on And so, like, a lot of things relate to that too, because obviously, the scarce of going from renting to paying a mortgage, you know, 30 years, blah, 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 all the craziness, or owning it and having all these million other fees that pop up and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, learning as they come, you know, just like, whoa, we got to do that too. We got to do that, you know, and then they show this estimate sheet, and "Ah, it's just a lot, right? But uh, to me, like, it just relates to all of life is, you know, okay, you know, we feel led to do this we'll be all right, we'll get through it, you know, wow. and then, like you said, learning the lessons along the way, like I said, this is our third place that we put an offer on, and every place that we put an offer on, we learn something different, you know, we learn something new of, like, okay, I didn't really understand that, but now I do now, and so, again, hopefully this third, third time's a charm, and we get the call when I leave, but we'll see, but again, it's just life lessons, you know, one thing at a time, you just, you just keep pushing forward, and trying to do things, and that's cool. Now your wife, Rebecca. I was just uh, going to... Yeah, does, I was
0: curious. Do you mind... Uh, is she a stay-at-home mom or does she work? Stay-at-home. Okay, so you are... as She's That's taking impressive. care of the kids? That's impressive, right? You're going to get a house right now on
1: <laughs> on ministry wages. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm sorry. I know you're no, no, going to no, have no, a question. Ahead, ahead. That's just super triggers a thought, a curious, natural curiosity. How much, like... Do you make no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How um, <laughs> How how much is 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 your wife like a a key role in like your ability to do these things? Like
2: like save money or what? Like yeah,
1: like provide <laughs> yeah, I mean
2: she's Yeah, she's great. Uh she's uh she can be a penny pincher and um you know, I could be a big spender for sure. We just went on You know, we tried to do the best on a vacation we had two weeks ago, and I mean, I spent, you know, (laughs) as much as, not as much as I could, but I'm saying that, like, she definitely would have made those, you know, kind of, I rented a uh, trailer, we went up to the beach, and then we went out down to uh, the lake, and it was just sick, but I mean, I mean, it's still like, the price comes up, and it's just, I knew that if she was in that role, she would have been like, no, we're good, we'll stay home and chill Mm -hmm. out, but. Yeah, I mean she's she's definitely. Uh, she, we wouldn't have saved with without her mindset. Of like, <laughs> hey, no, like I'm cooking, when I'm going out. It's like okay, nope. that's fine. So did you surf? No,
1: nah. oh. no, I didn't. Next time. Dude. Next time. Yeah. Oh, dude, that sounds like a dream, dude. I know, I know for sure. Like I'm obsessed with like going to the mountains or like dude. I I'm obsessed with that stuff, and. um But I only brought it up because about marriage, why I was so curious about it is because um, I know, I know firsthand experience that you you think you're going to get married and you think you love this person for these reasons. And then into marriage, you start to realize why God picked this person. And you're like, first of all, like, half the person you didn't even know <laughs> mm-hmm. when you first got married, especially for Christians, right? Cause it's part of God's plan is like, there's this huge unveiling in marriage mm-hmm. and, and then you start to learn about this person and you're like the stuff that you're not the same on. You're just like, and that's hard in the beginning. Did you guys struggle at all in that area?
2: I think, I mean, we were 20, 21 so like I got married young I mean I still just
0: I was in there I remember <laughs> yeah. I was in the wedding the You're most the tech now. wedding I ever <laughs> heard of bro I know you guys had uh, Sean the whole crew come out for your wedding <laughs> that was awesome
2: yeah we didn't do nothing crazy but everyone helped out which is cool yeah. for sure
1: but please like back to your your. did you guys struggle at all in the beginning like
2: I mean obviously the you know struggles as in like um, you know two people, two people living with each other, you know, and and those crazy things. But I think that uh, I look back and like, we're young and we still are. And I feel like we're still growing and developing and just learning of ourselves. I Mm. I feel like, you know, but we were able to just grow together in a lot of areas.
1: I ask because um, I, I hope it's encouraging to some people out there. Like, I know my story is not one that was super easy. Like, and sometimes you hear, like, Christians say, like, oh, you, if you do it in the Lord, like, you'll just see, like, how easy it is. And, and like, I was like, dang, it wasn't easy for me. Mm. But I, I I honestly see, like, the change that God's done in my life because of all these things he did know about. He isn't caught off guard. And um, and so I'm looking at you, and I'm like, dang, like, you." I know that ministry does not pay a lot. I know that. And as well, it shouldn't because there's a lot of misconceptions out there that like, oh, people are in the church and they're just getting all this money from people. And you'll see a place like Golden Springs that there's a lot of people that go and donate there, but they're not abusing the money that God provides there. I mean, you get paid fair, but you get paid. It's not like right. But to be able to get a house and to have your wife be a stay at home mom, that's something that people would say the world would say is impossible on one income Hmm. and you're talking about people who are probably making a lot more even than you are and yet they're the ones saying it's impossible and so they're making their wives go and get another job or they're like no or their kids are being raised by babysitters or and i'm not against these things by the way I'm, i'm giving you the extreme example of what can possibly be negative about it But there's certain cases where people are doing the best they can with that scenario. I understand that and I respect that. But I'm looking at your situation. I'm just like, dude, that's a trip. Like, that's a living testament. Mm -hmm. Like, you're putting in for a house right now. You're young. You got married super young your wife stay at home and you're doing ministry and yet God's providing for you to be able to get in the house potentially. Yeah. Which by the way, before you leave, we'll pray for that. Thank you. mm -hmm. Thank you.
2: And and I will definitely say, just throw it out there. It is a little condo. It is a little two bedroom type of thing. But I mean, I I know exactly what you're saying is, you know, if if we showed the normal person, like our budget, it's like, why? You don't spend nothing, you know? And it just, we just living within the means of just, okay, this is what God's given to us, you know? And, um, you know, I mean, I'll even throw out there, too, that uh, um, I'm doing what I can. I mean, I do Postmates as well, you know, on the weekends and stuff like that. And, see. and I'll just make it, not make it work as in striving, but just, like, okay, yeah. God, you give me an opportunity. Like, I'm, you know, I'm going to do some Postmates, you know, on the side and just. There's a hustle involved. Yeah, it, it's not just. Exactly. Like, yep. It's the sacrifice. It's the, the cost of ministry. It's the cost of the call again, you know. Mm. Mm.
1: Um, so. That's crazy. That's. So then, when when you when you're you're married, and then all of a sudden, did you guys want to have a kid? Was it like, hey, we want to have kids now, or is that what, did you guys plan for that?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, it gets a little heavy. I mean, just like literally, when I think back a little bit, um, we did go through two miscarriages. I didn't and, know that. And uh, yeah, when those that I think that was like year two, maybe three, and. Um, that was when we were, like, okay, hoping for kids, you know? Mm. And then so that's when we started trying, and then, you know, we, we did lose two. And then, you know, we just kept trying, you know? It was just like, okay, Lord, like, we just felt led to keep trying, and mm. then... Is
1: that is that, like, a a trial for the faith or, like, going through that?
2: Yeah, I mean, legit, like, even just...
1: It's even thinking. About yeah.
2: It. Yeah. It, it's crazy. Um, for sure. Hmm. And your little girl, what's her name? Adeline. Adeline. Yeah. That's a beautiful name. Man. Adeline Hope. Hmm. Yeah. Hope. It's crazy how. Yeah.
1: That's cool, man.
2: And how old is she? She's one uh, in two months. almost. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so That's nice. awesome, bro. Yeah. She's growing fast for sure. It's cool. How, I- how is it being a dad? It's a trip, you know. Again, that whole aspect of like, you know, okay, being put as technical director, okay, you're a leader over these, you know, um, over these volunteers and these people, but, you know, you're leading, you're leading adults, you're leading kids, you know, but you you know, now it's leading, a, a, a human being that's just growing, you know, before your <laughs> eyes, it's just like, well, oh, I have to lead you, you know, and, and so it, it's it's definitely a trip because. um I love just to sit back and watch, you know, mm-hmm. her. Like, it's insane. It's insane to see the the design that God has mm-hmm. uh, of a human, you know, <laughs> <little> <laughs> human. Were you more, like,
0: when it, when you were taking the baby home, were you, like, mm-hmm. more scared, shocked, or were you more like, dude, like, this is, like, your joy, like, you were super happy, or were you scared,
2: dude? Um, it was more on the shocked side of it mm-hmm. is more on the wall this is insane like mm-hmm. you know um yeah for sure right on dude. okay
1: did you I, feel connection with your baby instantly or, or
2: i think um with our with the experience of labor and how crazy that is <laughs> my goodness dude right um ours was crazy timing as far as um Man, I want to say we checked in the hospital. It was, I mean, we were in there for a day and a half or something, you know. And then she was born at eleven twenty, you know, at night. And so, like, she comes out and you're just, it's insane that this little baby just came out, you know. Wow. And And so, wow. but it's still like, okay, I legit went the day and a half and, of course, Becca had a lot worse, you know, <laughs> but but like, I mean. That's always funny to see It was so crazy and you're just thinking, yeah. you did nothing, you idiot. Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, and so she had a lot worse and everything, but like there's that day and a half where we checked in or just there was no sleep, you mm. know, so that was insane, you know, so the experience of of just being sleep deprived, but then having like the responsibility of like, okay, I got to take care of them. It, it's just it's insane. So I think that's why like it's more just shock. There's no time to be scared, you know. There's mm-hmm. no time to like. <laughs> so like I don't uh, even know how to answer that question yeah. as far as what did I relate because I just don't remember. It was just like you got to do what you got to do right yeah. now, and it was just.
1: You were just
2: called. Oh no. Yeah, he said uh, we were, I was just he called. To, yeah, I saw video. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: and this is where it gets super uh, um, a convenience that we have that we're gonna edit this video, huh, dude. Uh, okay. <laughs> Dude, earlier, just by the, by the way, maybe this will make it into the video anyways. While we're doing this interview, I got a cramp in the back of my leg. Like, in the back of my leg. Right now? <laughs> Did you see it happen? <laughs> and, yeah, right now. Like, not right right now. It was, like, it was like 20 minutes ago. And I was like... Hey. <laughs> and I had to freaking deal with a cramp in, in the middle of this interview. <laughs> <was> super wild. <laughs> Is it hard
2: doing this? No. No. Once you get going, it's cool.
1: Yeah. I, I like it. I'm so sorry, guys. Not as sorry as you're going to be, dude.
2: <laughs> it's the end of the podcast. I know. Well, that's a wrap. It's all right. Everyone tuned out
1: already. <laughs> you should leave this in here just to see if people will respond. If you're watching still by this point... Give them a call. <laughs> give them a call. A text. I, I saw this part. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's funny. Hey, by the way, sometimes... And I. Um, I'm not trying to drag you into deep water, like. like no, I no, could no, see, I could appreciate. see, I could see that that was a big, big thing.
2: We could, yeah, totally. I'm down to dive back into it, you know for sure. Um, it just, again, it was a trip, caught me off like, just thinking back of mm. the story, I was like, wow. Uh,
1: even right now, huh? yeah, like, I, yeah.
2: It to me, it's, it's that is something so heavy. That it's not that I'm afraid to go into it, but I want to respect it, you know I don't want to like just say, oh that was nothing you know and, and not to not to like glorify like oh we made it through it you know or anything like that, but it's just like you know I know that people that go through that it's it's insane and
1: that that's crazy um and I hope I hope you keep uh this part of the conversation with you in your mind even but um one of the things that God taught me big time dude, when I lost my mom was um, he allowed me to experience that in the most difficult way it wasn't I hear Christians testify sometimes about like oh it's crazy you know when you know the promises of God like or it's just trippy like you know the Lord really just like death doesn't have a sting anymore you know and, and not for yeah. me dude. like for me like, it was crushing, bro. Like, so crushing that I was like, I felt like I was done, bro. Like, so, I, I was like, and the way that I found out something about God that I didn't know before was by it being that hard. Yeah. Like, it was so hard that I literally needed Him to. Sh- Like, right now. Like, there's this song by John Mark McMillan where he says, he says, I'm throwing stones up at your window. And that song, like, paints such a clear illustration in my mind for something that I went through because I remember telling God, like, I'm not like, I'm not like, hey, I could use your help. I'm like, help me. Yeah, like. Hey, like I'm not I'm not leaving you alone. Like I this is bad. This is real bad. Like not recoverable bad, you know? And uh and I bring that up because I sense that like I sense the weight of what you guys went through. Like in that conversation. As soon as as soon as we were talking, bro, I was like I don't know why I'm like that. I'm like a fly dude, like to to those things, but like I immediately know, like, oh, okay, God wasn't like, because you'll hear other people say, like, yeah, you know, but that happens, you know, sometimes, you know, or like, and I'm like, oh, cool, like, that person's like that, you know, or, like, other Christians will be like. The mic's on. That mic's on. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, other Christians will be like. Nice <laughs> everything? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, you're good, dude. Welcome to
0: the They will. The guy in charge of making sure our batteries don't
1: die. That was you. You're that guy. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. And action. And we're live. So anyways, just I mean, I'm just gonna finish what we were talking about, like sorry, I don't we never do this, but um good luck editing. Yeah, good luck editing. (laughs) Just leave it, whatever. (laughs) Just leave I know. Um so when when you were talking I I I got this like vibe that that um you you didn't experience the man, when we're Christians we you know, like it's just like you just trust God with what he's doing. It was like, okay, this was a devastating thing that he went through. You know, and for some of us as Christians will enter into a trial that is similar to other Christians, but the, but the experience of that trial is not always the same. And some Christians will testify of the mercy of God in in tough scenarios and the the their testimony will be one of you know what it really wasn't as bad as it seems you know the lord was just so good to us and we went through what other people go through that's devastating and the lord helped us but i know for me dude that hasn't that wasn't the story it was like devastating things and then and then experiencing god in a way that I otherwise would not have experienced him. And it's it seems to me like that's closer to like what you guys went through when you lost. Yeah. uh uh-uh. Is that correct? Yeah, <laughs> for
2: sure. I mean just to say it again is, you know, it's it's not that like I don't want to talk about it cuz it's too heavy because it it is heavy. I mean, this is definitely one of the heavier parts of this part of this podcast right now, at least and uh but it's just out of respect towards it rather right, like man it it was heavy you know and so that's why it it's harder to talk about because it it's just want to respect it and it just it was a crazy time you know and you know, it just it's insane to be in a place of like what you were talking about right now of, of not like i need you god i need you you know and um I need you to carry me through this. Uh, like, this is absolute end. Like, this is absolute, like... <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I don't know what to do from here. Like, this is insane, just... Too real. Too scary. Mm. Didn't think this would ever happen to me. Didn't think this would ever... Th- this shouldn't happen to anybody. You know? And, and so, just, it's crazy.
1: That, that's <laughs> That's, um... And the only reason I elaborate on it, dude, is because I I inevitably know, dude, that someone listening yeah. is uh has like this closet situation where it's like so bad that to bring it up in the Christian conversation is to just display negative feelings. You know, like there's people that are harboring something that they're like, as soon as that conversation comes up, their reaction, their natural reaction is, yeah, what about that, God? Mm. You know, like, and, and, and they're carrying those things. And, and the only reason why I feel it's super important to bring that up is because you're not alone. You're not alone. Like, we are not exempt as Christians from situations that feel earth-shattering that feel like, like you said, dude, like this shouldn't happen to people. And I don't know if there's anybody who, who, who's dealing with that, but you, I will just say this, like you, you are, you're not, not alone. Like, and it it, the reason why it feels like that is because it's not something that people should have to go through. Hmm. And, but here's what I know is I know that, in the argument of whether or not god lead made things happen which i don't have answers for i have this that i know to be true and that is that god was with me in the darkest times of my life and it, and and you can if you call on the lord experience the lord with you in the darkest times i don't have answers for how you get there and how the lord is a part of I don't have answers for that, but I know this, I know in the darkest, scariest points of my life, like I called on him, and he showed up. Mm. And so I just couldn't, I just couldn't gloss over that, bro. I could, I could, I just, sure. you know.
0: Well, you bring up an interesting point that I maybe i ask both of you guys. Do you think it's easy for you guys? Cause this is how I feel for me to fall into the trap that God is going to make what you're doing successful? Is it easy for you guys to do that? Do you feel like, well, this, God's got me and it's going to, well, because he does. Mm. That's, that's the thing is God is always with you. But do you guys, because I feel like sometimes like, well, okay, well, Lord, like I'm doing this for you, you know, so it's going to work. It's going to work and things are going to go good. Is that something that you guys struggle with or is that just like, am I alone in that?
1: <laughs> I got something for this, but please go first. dude.
2: I mean, a couple of things comes to mind for sure is, is and I'm not trying to find the answer or whatever, but for me, when that comes up, it's like, okay, well, what am I measuring, right? Mm. Am I measuring numbers, views, blah, 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 success as in financial success or whatever, you know? And so like that always takes me back to like, no, I should be measuring this. I'm going to say it again, but by my obedience, by my call, you know, am I being completely obedient to everything that He's calling me to be part of? You know, and so I mean, not mm. that I'm saying the same answer for no, a lot of things, good. but it's because it's that's what brings you back,
1: and and because it's an answer that people need to cling on to with a number of things that they don't have answers for. Mm. But, dude, I'll tell you, I wrestled with that question for years, bro. Like, the success of what I'm doing. And I'll tell you what, dude, it was a long, a long lesson for me. Probably didn't need to be, but maybe I'm hard-headed or maybe I kept... Going back to what I was trying to do in the first place. And so the Lord had to be patient with me and keep going. But it was a long one for me to learn that. And I'm still learning it, but I see what he's showing me. And that is we measure success by what we think he's doing. But you don't know what he's turning you into and and I, I'm i gonna date myself but it's like it's like the karate kid dude mm-hmm. you know he's teaching him to wax on and wax off and finally there's this crescendo of a scene where Daniel's son looks to Mr. Miyagi and he's just like I'm sick of this like I thought I was gonna learn karate like I thought you were gonna teach me and then he walks up to him and he tells him wax on and he strikes him you know and he's using the moves that he taught him and And I know that's corny, but it's super true, bro. It's super true that you enter into things thinking God's going to do this and God's going to do that. If there's one thing, and you've learned this too, bro. But if there's one thing I wish I could eliminate out of the Christian, it would be to write the end of the story Mm -hmm. as soon as they're walking into it. And Christians do it all the time. And I did it all the time. Dude, it's crazy, bro. Cause I wanted to do this, and then God let me over here because what he's gonna do is this. It's like you don't know. You don't know what he's gonna do. Like y- you think that this is a comedy that you're in, and it's not. It's a drama or it's a whatever it is that God's doing. And or vice versa. You think you're in you think you're this dramatic actor, you know, and it's a comedy. It or or you you think that you're gonna be what you've included a pastor looks like or you think you're going to be and all of these things that when doors start closing you're like lord why would you bring me here to just do this to me and you have no idea that you're just clay dude you're clay in the potter's hands and he's molding you into something you would not have become had you not gone through this hence even further my conclusion that god's called you to ministry beyond the fact that you know how all these little things work because god doesn't put people on the what's that wheel do where they spin the clay the
0: pirate's wheel
1: yeah dude he doesn't put them on there and do certain things to them for no reason and when you enter into things that are earth-shattering like trials it's for purpose it's because of an understanding that you learn and that god's going to use and take you and so back yes answer your question all the way back to what you asked which is do we ever get caught in like well dude like sort of do god on my side like nothing can stop what god's doing like and then all of a sudden you're entering into something and you have this boldness in your mind that like you know what god called me to this so i know it's going to work out but you don't know that sometimes why he called you somewhere was because of who you become in failure like who you become when it when it, you when you're splattered, mm. and I'll tell you, bro, like I have more fruit to bear from the splattering moments in my life than from the trophies, dude. The trophies are piled in a corner somewhere, where I, I and other people mock them sometimes. But but the things that were splats, dude, on a window where everybody was like, well, <laughs> I guess we all know what he's all about or whatever. Just moment you're just done. You're like, I'm done, like. Those have turned me into a different person. And so I would tell any Christian who thinks they're going into something or any Christian that's dealing with what seems to be a failure of what God called you to do, I would say that that's a better better thing that God's doing Mm. than if you had got that little trophy. Wow.
0: No, that's, I mean, it's true. You know, sometimes we have to look at the possibility that Tomorrow is gonna be just terrible. That the plans that we're making right now could just completely stop. And if like we hold on to that so tightly, um we're setting ourselves up for failure. You know, I know it was Jim Elliott, I think, who said, Don't hold on to anything so tightly that if God asks it from you that you can't give it to him. Or Elizabeth Elliot, one of those the Elliots. Um <laughs>
1: Sorry, Elliot.
0: (laughs) 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 But it's true, man. It's true. Um, What other lessons do you think that have kind of stuck with you along? Maybe some that you can say you really gleaned from some of your overseers, some of your leaders um, that you would be able to kind of pass on to us and kind of share with that.
2: The biggest thing that I take away from an overseer right above me is uh adrian we're coming for you (laughs) 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 we we name drop around here what's up adrian i'm glad you got on in and out bro (laughs) yeah yeah just just it's crazy i mean that this is why like he's always instilled this because of in and out and their great leadership you know training and that's what it is is the role of being a leader the importance of being a leader you know when you look at um, a family you know, being the father, being the dad, being the husband, like you have to realize how heavy it is that you are the leader, you know? And again, it goes back to this. it's not like you have to have all the answers, not you have to be the smartest, you know? A lot of times, especially during this time of trying to figure out how to get a place and stuff like that, I'm just, I'll do the research and stuff like that, but a lot of times, like, you know, Becca will understand something a little bit better, and that's fine, you know? And it's like, and it's not like I have to have the ever all the answers understanding, but the side of being the leader,
1: Hmm.
2: you know, and, you know, again, it doesn't have to be meaning, like, I have to make all the decisions and stuff like that, you know, but it's...
1: Or have all the answers. Exactly.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, but being the leader is super important and just taking that role of, hey, like, you know, let's communicate, let's talk, let's just be on the same page. Leading them to Christ, of course, is the most important thing.
0: Hmm. Is it easy for you to connect with your 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 team? Is is, is it a challenge for you? Uh maybe socially um or do you, do you find that you are just get energy off of kind of being surrounded by people? How how's does that work for you? I'm mm-hmm, curious too.
2: Hmm. So socially, I'm pretty awkward. No, I'm <laughs> 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 I mean, Which is very cool
0: actually and that's one of the things I love about you, Cameron. Yeah,
2: I've mean, and that's something that, like, I've seen just, you know, allowing to be able to hang out with you at times. I'm like, okay, I know I'm a little awkward, I know I'm a little bit weird, but it's just just be who you are or whatever. But um, as far as, um, you know, you're trying to ask about, like, how do you connect to the team type of thing? or Yeah. yeah,
0: Is, it, is that a struggle for you? Or do you think, first of all, how important is it? I, I, I would say I think for sure it's extremely important. I guess the main reason why I'm asking is I myself, um i uh, too though i I try to force myself to talk to people i am very shy i get super socially awkward i'm just like sometimes they're just like uh (laughs) i just don't know what to say but you know what um when i see the kind of group that you have and i just see wow you know god's like using you i'm kind of curious like hey like how does cameron do it you know Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, do. I, I, I want to say something I mean, coming from a person who's not really. not that socially awkward. Like, um, I know a l- little bit about it because I deal with anxiety, but I, I don't know how. Just since I was young, I've always found a way to like act like I'm not being mm-hmm. socially awkward, even when internally I am. But I think our generation, like you, the, or even more so the generation right below you guys they already saw that you can take a class that teaches you how to connect with people. They already saw that there's like a proper way. Like, you know, you think of like the stuff that people are still actually applying. Like, you know, if you wear this color, it actually has is known to make people feel more intimidated. Or if you wear this color, then it makes you feel more warm. Or Like your, your generation and younger has heard that vomit so much that they could see it coming. Like when a manager says to you, Hey, how are you doing today? I like your shirt. That's really cool. Hey, I wanted to tell you you really messed up the other day and <laughs> you gotta fix that. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm glad you're on our team. I really like you. Have a good day. Like if you can't see that that is the compliment and then and then the direct what you need to do and then finish with the compliment tactic, then you're blind, right? So mm. your generation knows that. And what's I feel like what God's doing and what I trip out on watching both you guys, because I'm aware, by the way, of both of you having a semi-social awkwardness. <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> uh, <no. laughs> <laughs> is is I think that people are over not realness, and and when you're looking, I think this is a case of God using. No, I think this is a case of of His strength made perfect in our weakness, and that God takes a person who's just willing, and He's like, yeah, uh, I know the the socially. Social geniuses are lined up over here for me to pick out of this suitcase over here this bucket of a huge line of socially aware like great thinker, mm-hmm. talker, communicators, no awkwardness, and god's just like, eh, no nah. like let me let me get somebody who just is going to say i don 't know dude god God's called me, and i 'm just gonna do what God called me to do yeah like Cam did a second Uh, like Cam Cam has done the entire (laughs) podcast (laughs) you
0: got your title of the podcast I don't know (laughs) I don't know
1: just a God, I guess Uh, that's
0: cool but let let me ask you this then uh do you think it's important that you do have a connection with your group
2: yeah you know the side of being cool with each other being at peace with each other type of thing yeah like you need to have some type of connection for sure and um Man, you were hitting a couple key points that to just reiterate that a little bit, because I want to hear a little bit more.
1: About what? Which part? Assumption.
2: Go ahead. Just like all that you're saying right now is just so legit you know? <laughs> like, about like the genuineness. Oh,
1: no, yeah. Well, well, because, OK, so one of the things that older guys than me, myself, a lot of us are asking right now, right? Clearly, this is a new movement that God's doing because mm-hmm. he doesn't allow things like this, what's happening with COVID-19 and the social distancing, and all he doesn't allow, God's in control, right? So he doesn't allow things to happen without him having a plan. And one of the things that he's consistently done with the changing of the times is he's utilized that to raise up his people, his, who he has in store. Remember in the old Testament, it said, but there's nobody left. And like, Oh, I have people like mm-hmm. God's like always been like, I have my people. And if there's one thing that I would encourage older guys to, to be on board with and young guys to not see it as uh, a hurdle or like uh, a reason why they can't do it. And that is um, formulas, you know, like this is what works. Yeah. This is what you need to do. And this is how it's going to, because God wants to do something new and he's raising up people for what he wants to do. And the next generation is not going to be able to on some sort of graph point out why it's going to work. It's going to take one thing, and that is people trusting God and people being honest. Like my brother said to me the other day, and we mentioned it earlier in the podcast. He said, brother, something amazing about when a pastor who's super smart says, I don't know. And the reason why is because he said, I instantly feel like I could trust that person more. Mm. Right? And so that's to the genuineness. Don't lose it. As you start getting better at something, just be honest. Just be, just be honest. I'm almost tempted, like, like with this podcast, right? Like, we we had the mic go out, and like, but see, there's something about honest, like real, like this is what happened. Like, this feel
0: like now I have to keep it. Yeah, I'm sorry, (laughs) you can edit that out. No, you don't have to. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just (laughs)
1: saying, like it's it's one of those things, bro, where people look and see, like, dude, this is real. For me, that's what a pastor needs. He needs people to be able to trust him. And the only way he's going to gain trust is not by regurgitating more scriptures and proving that he's better at the speaking, you know, seat. It's going to be because people are looking like, I believe this guy. He's telling the truth. Dude. He's being 100% honest from what he is and what he isn't. And that's what I believe God wants to do wants to use.
2: So there's two things that, like, I take away from that. And it can apply to the question of relating to or gathering a team together and let's go is uh, genuineness. You hit on that big but is uh, your passion, mm. you know? When you are passionate about the task at hand, you know, God's giving you a vision and you're passionate because you want to see it through, you know, there will be people that follow, you know, because they see that genuineness of your passion and they just, people want to help, you know? People want to be part of the work, you know? Mm. But I mean, I know at times that, there's times when it's just one or two people and it could, uh, that's another thing that could be discouraging or whatever, you know? But it's just put your head down and, and be passionate about what what you're doing.
0: Hmm. I just realized how terrible of me to bring on like the best tech guy in the world, and my batteries go <laughs> out. I, like, I think God did, I think God did that on purpose. Like, oh, that's just makes that all <laughs> cool. a little bit of humble pie, <laughs> no, it's it's high, dude. Humility, man. Humility. That's um, cool. Gosh, is that is that something, Cameron? That you have been learning as a leader? Um, Is that something that you, I could say that, you know, while that'd be wrong for you to be like, oh yeah, God's always made me such a humble man. (laughs) (laughs) But what are some of the lessons? I think because humility, when you're, if you're going to be a leader, you got to be humble. You have to be humble. So how, how do you maintain that?
1: Inadequacy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just not knowing. (laughs) Uh,
2: Um, yeah, humility, I think, you know, obviously being prideful is one thing, being very confident in, like, I got this, I could do this, and, you know, that's another, to me, that that question is always, like, one in my mind that, like, I remember always, like, oh, you know, I mean, this is, like, before, right now, I'm definitely blessed to be close by Raw a lot, stuff, stuff like that, and always throw these questions, but I remember one of the first times I got to sit with him, I wanted to ask him this question that I've always had, and I always want, smart people, I maybe mean, you can answer anyway, absolutely <laughs> absolutely <not. laughs> about the, the question of confidence and pride, mm. you know, because mm. how can you be confident, you know, to to perform or not to perform, but mm. to, to do the call that you're called to be, but um, not be too prideful, you know, and it's literally the simplicity of the balance of standing on what ground? Are you standing on your own ground and be like, I got this, no problem, because mm. then that's pride and you know, mm-hmm. you're full. you know, or is this, I'm standing on, no, like, God's called me. <laughs> you yeah. definitely got the yeah. title of the message, or the yeah. podcast, <laughs> but, you know, the calling. Uh,
0: I don't know God's called me.
2: Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, humility, humility yes. understanding that's the key. It's the key to, to God working. God will not work in your pride, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. God will not use you. He just, it's because it's, it would glorify you. God... Wants the glory and the honor, you know. So just knowing that I, I need to remain humble in this, I need to, you know, allow God to get the glory and not me touch it. You know, is what keeps you, you humbled. I think, mm-hmm. and knowing too that humility with humility, there's gonna, there's, it's gonna come is being flexible and being adaptable. You know, and those two things, if if you want to be flexible and adaptable, you got to remain in humility. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, something that really comes to mind that I learned from one of the older guys I taught at Bridge Creek for a while, and we're talking senior citizen Christians. Some of them pastors, some of them authors. Like the old school generation was phenomenal, bro, because they they had to read everything and learn everything that they did. Like so. Anyways, one of the coolest things I ever learned is he said, "Humility." What did he? I want to make sure I don't butcher this. The way humility and confidence, those two intersect only in the right way when your eyes are on the Lord. Because here's the reason why. If your eyes are on yourself, you will see what you're good at and you will elevate that. You will see what you're not good at and you will hide Mm -hmm. that. But when your eyes, that's with your eyes on yourself. So that leads for a person like, oh, I got this, or then how pride sneaks into confidence, right? But when your eyes are on the Lord, two things are always, always happening. You're aware of how big he is, and in contrast, you're aware of how small you are. And so when your eyes are on the Lord, you see how capable he is, and you you know that you dedicate yourself to the training of your craft. So whatever God's called you to do, I would say this is a, a rebuke or an encouragement to any person. Don't be lazy with your calling, if you're a teacher, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you're be dedicated to it fully, right, but that's not where you're going to draw your confidence. that's obedience because the because God calls us to dedicate ourselves right and and so the next thing is instead of it turning in arrogance that you're like craft honing this craft and getting good at it instead of it turning in arrogance. You, in the light of God, see how how flawed you are. You know what you're not. You can't. It's like being married. Like you can stand there, and a bunch of people are like, "Wow!" But the woman in the back of the room knows who you are. Hmm. And when you're looking at the Lord, you know what you're not. You're like, "Dude, I'm I'm nothing." I know what I am, dude. And so then you you it it chops down your pride. Like oh, I got you. I'm I'm trash, but. I've dedicated myself to what God's called me to do and I'm going to move forward in my confidence in who he is because I see who he is and I see what I'm not. And so there's no room for pride in this scenario. And I would say to a man who is prideful because he's like, hey, that's what sneaks up on athletes, right? They're like, hey, bro, people say I'm um, cocky, but I'm just confident. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, you're cocky. And the reason why is because your eyes are on your capabilities, and they're not in contrast to anything greater. You're only contrasting yourself to the people that you think are terrible at mm-hmm. it. And so you, you've you concluded that you're good at something. But the reality is, if you look at yourself in contrast to the Lord, you're trash. Yeah. You're super small. And so then all of a sudden, the, the talents that he's allowed you to have, they turn into your dedication unto him. And, and you just doing it for him, right? And And so that is how God's shown me, like, dude, no matter how good you get at something in the light of the lord you know you're not and so you're like man i'm i'm nobody but you go hard for your preparation you're like dude god's called me to do this i'm gonna be the i'm gonna go for it like as hard as i can you know
0: Hmm. you brought up two things i wanted to ask cameron uh artistry and talent Hmm. and cameron i've seen your work before in the past i've seen you can be artistic and I, i think right now God has you leading people so maybe it's hard for you to find the time but uh how much would you say being an artist plays into what you do nowadays do you even consider yourself an artist cuz <laughs> i know you maybe no. you don't but i consider you an artist bro cuz i've I seen your too, work yeah
2: yeah I, I i don't but i mean i i can see what you guys are saying and saying that it is but um you know What's the question? I mean, just on like,
1: are you an artist? Well, first oh, of all, do you, you see? Go. Do you see the artistic mm-hmm. side to what you're doing? Or yeah,
2: no? I I can see. You know, the things that I do needs. I I think almost everything has has creative application.
1: That's an artist. That's yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: and one of the things that within our ministry, you know, it's called tech ministry, C C S Tech or whatever, and we always hit that there's two main things. I get. I'm sorry. We always hit. There's three main things. Obviously, there's a the spiritual side of it. You know, it's a ministry, it's service unto people, um, and then there's the technical side of it. There's the task of pushing this button, pushing that button. But then there's definitely a creative side of it too. You know, when when you're picking the shots, the angles, the height of it, and all that kind of stuff. You know, there's different reasons behind it and stuff like that. And and um, yeah, so I think everything everything I do definitely relates to trying to be creative in different aspects is
1: there any desire you have um or any like sort of you're praying about it opportunities um for you to more you know flex those uh artistic like abilities are you like man i would love to like do a little
2: well yeah i mean whenever you see this like amazing short film you're just like okay come on we could do this and or Mm -hmm. i mean when you when especially right now there's bunch of hot topics you know that you can easily be passionate about and write a short film and it'd be amazing and legit and you know so that's always in the back of my mind especially when you see something you're just like i could do that and and it just inspires you to do a million different ideas and it's sick too for sure so was video your passion
0: was that something that you think kind of was your springboard into tech was video
1: for sure gotcha and that still that still lingers with you like, yeah like that. yeah i still have to
2: do like some projects actually right now like it's uh i've noticed you know doing the family trips and stuff like that that like photography yeah. uh, is like Same, just, bro. it's just sick to just to be able to capture a photo you know so true video has become so much of work that mm-hmm. like photo is just relaxing and you know being able to um Take a shot over and over, but do something different. It's just that—that—that that, that alone is just like, man, I want to see how this photo is gonna look next year or whatever. You know, it's just yep. like, yep. creativity. One thing, I'll, I'll, cause I knew you were gonna talk about creativity, I'll throw this out there. I, we have a lot of meetings where I have to pull the team together, and we're gonna, oh, we're gonna get ready for a campaign. We're gonna get ready for an event, whatever. You know, and uh, with the boss above me, Adrian, always trying to push. You know, he actually had this saying from in minute. out He always reminds us is it's can I. And I guess they used to tell it at corporate world all the time. It's C-A-N-I. And it was constant and never-ending improvement. And so, like, that I would legit try to apply to everything. So, anyways, going back to, like, when we have our meetings and stuff like that, you know, it's, okay, we're going to have baptisms, you know. And what is something, first of all, what's something that went wrong last time that we could fix? You know, and second of all, what's something that we can do Push better, further, and, yeah, you? and make it look better, make the experience better, whatever the case is. And so I stole this from somebody on YouTube or whatever. I won't do this every time our meeting, but I'll, I'll do it every now and then. And I'll I'll go to the whiteboard, and obviously whiteboards. Weirdly, I, I love whiteboards. You know, mm-hmm. just it's blank. It's like, okay, hey, cool. Let's start. Let's map things out or whatever. And so a lot of times I'll go to the corner and then I'll draw the box, right? And it's like, okay. Simple thing is, okay, let's think outside the box or whatever, you know, and I know it sounds cheesy, but, you uh-huh. know, yeah, not at all. Uh-huh. And so the first step that I'll tell the team is let's, let's actually write what are the things in the box. And so, you know, we got to answer is, things inside the box are safe, things, things inside the box work, we've done, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff. You know, but, like, I always challenge the team. is like, let's get creative. Let's mm. think outside the box. Dang, but I wish I worked for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fun at times, at least. Uh, but, yeah, so write what's safe. You know, we, we write, okay, we've done this, we've done this, done this. And then once we're over, that's usually done pretty fast. You know, okay, let's think outside the box. And there's another thing that somebody taught me a while ago, and I just, I love it. I always go back to it, is especially within the ministry, is uh, pretend like you have a magic wand. You know, and what, what would you do? Mm. You know, like, and that that's just part of being visionary, right? Like, mm, I solid. mean, within the tech ministry, like, we have the sanctuary, we have the fellowship ball, we have outside high school rooms, we have all these rooms that we have tech in, you know, and it's like, I just sit there and write lists of, like, you know, if I had a magic wand, what, do I, well, what would I do in this room? What would I do in this room? What would mm. I do in this room? And so, I mean, that's, I'm sharing a lot of stuff, but it goes back to, that's the side of my job where I, I try to get creative and I try to push things forward and just, again, think outside the box. Something that's not safe, you know, especially with the Lord is, you know, the sky's the limit, mm. you know. And so just get crazy and just be open to thought. That That's the side of the creativity that I just, I get excited about for sure.
1: That You're exciting me right now talking <laughs> about that, dude. I just love that stuff. A think tank for yeah. the Lord. Yeah. All mm. day long, bro. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you're multifaceted—not only in, in creativity, artistry, just in tech, but gosh, you were playing the cajon, and then you went on to t- 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 drums. Right, yeah, you were a drummer for a band. right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, I was just trying such... to be more like Sal on a group. Oh, right? gosh. <laughs> no, dude, musician.
0: not at all, man. Not at He's all. He's a pastor. He's a musician. <laughs> oh gosh, let's just—we um, <laughs> had an awesome time when we were doing music um and we would make these crazy songs a lot of people don't know about this in the high school room we met religiously every week dedicated hours of practice and Cameron was there Mike Nicholas Hernandez Jay shout out Jay uh, shout out to Jay And we would create these songs. I don't even know how it started. I remember we got the pastors at the church mad because we were really loud in the high school room on the weekdays.
1: We had some key people say we could do it. And then a (laughs) bunch of people who wish we didn't. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And we worked hard. And I remember we came up with these (laughs) songs that were like super cool that we loved. And we practiced those songs like maybe there's like three songs that we practiced really hard that were like we had tiled in, and then right before we did this show at uh, it was an outreach for the whosoever's at I think Montclair or Claremont High School, we had to come up with like two more songs, and I don't know if you guys remember we met in the the music room and just on the fly in like three hours we created or two maybe more four songs. we created two <laughs> more songs we there there. And then we went and did the show without I remember just this feeling of like this is the beginning. Like this is the this yeah, is the springboard into like God's gonna use gonna this. Do. Yeah, like God we're gonna like do shows. Like God's gonna <laughs> use this dude. And we did a an amazing show and then never met again to do music <laughs> ever. Dude. It was
1: so awesome i know the word epic gets thrown around too much that i'm starting to stimulate a gag reflex in me but but it was epic it was so awesome because we we just the teachers didn't know what to say no to so i drove my truck up onto the campus right and we stuffed who was it you we tried to put the jump set but they didn't fit (laughs) so we stuck you in there in the bed Mm -hmm. of the truck and then we stood out front we ran amps and it was such a i wish we would have filmed it i i really do but then we probably would have been looking at it like, man, we thought it was so cool. And so, <laughs> so the legend lives on in our mind, right? Yeah. So this amazing situation, dude, and we're there. And I'll never forget, like, the song that we practiced the most probably got the least amount of reaction. 100%. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, but I know that at the end, like, we had, like, a hip-hop song snuck in there. Mm-hmm. And I was rapping. and it always, You know, rap always gets people, like, to kind of like, oh, what's going on over here? But then, this kid, do you remember this kid, dude? There was this kid, like, I was, like, I was rapping, and I was, like, the beat was still going. And I was, like, oh, you hey. Oh, the mic. I was, like, hey, is there anybody out there yeah. who raps? You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is your chance. And <laughs> wow. uh, and this kid, dude, he, like, he, like. He the, the crowd. He <laughs> rose from the crowd. He, <laughs> ro- he rose from the crowd, dude. <laughs> and he makes his way forward. And, and he goes up there. I like, could feel his nerves and all that. And he has that, like, gets the mic. He starts rapping something he's probably practiced like a billion times in his room, this one verse, right? And he's going, he doesn't look up or nothing, right? He's rapping. But the funniest part to me, and it was dope, by the way, his Mm -hmm. rhyme was sick. And I was like, oh, it's just like vibing him. All the high school kids, yeah, all the kids were like tripping (laughs) out, right? Because he kind of seemed like a nobody. Uh And he's freestyling, he's rhyming, right? And when he finishes, he does this mic drop, like not literally, but he's just like, he hands me the mic. And I, I, think he was. It was one of those like, uh, like, like a little bit of social awkwardness. Like, like he kind of didn't know what to do with himself. So he, so he walked through the crowd, <laughs> and then he walked past the crowd, and then he just walked off. Yeah, he, he just walked. He gone. just walked off into the distance. I'll never forget it. He's, he's gone into the distance, like not to be seen anymore. And we're there, in the, and I'm like, dang! And, and it was such an awesome thing. And you're right; there was this feeling that was like. This is what we've been practicing for. <laughs> this is what. Yeah. This is what we're gonna do. And no. <laughs> but but Nothing. what it did is it created a connection that I have with every person there that was involved in that. And no matter how long the distance is between me and any of the individuals, I feel like I know them. I'm like, that's my boy right there, dude. Like every once in a while, me and Camel send a little, a little emoji, dude. Right there, <laughs> same exact time. He knew it, dude. As, and that goes way back before emojis even happened. Like That's I, the quest, dude. I, the, dude, in the back of the in the back of like a room I'd see Cam across like a sanctuary talking all the way over there. I'd see him and it's like <laughs> Yeah, dude, dude, dude.
0: Just do it back, dude. I remember. do you remember when we first where we first met? It was it boot camp? It was boot camp, dude. Boot camp. Dude
2: Scott's boot camp.
0: It was uh I shout oh out Scott's boot camp. Oh gosh. <laughs> I had to eat a little bit of humble pie later. Oh actually on that. Trip, the boot camp. You guys got in a fight. First he of all, up. <laughs> dude, let me explain a little bit. Christian boot camp, back in the day. Sounds corny. What,
1: Scott ran it tight. But
0: it was legitimately you're sending kids to Camp Pendleton who are run down by Marines and drill sergeants, which was it's crazy to think that. Fired were, at with that. live <laughs> ammunition. <Yeah. Fired>. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <no. laughs> but we went, and I remember uh, that was where I, I met Cameron. Uh, found out he was in water polo. I was in water polo, so I was like, oh, "Okay, schools. we have a oh yeah, we had a, a little bit of a connection." And then I remember uh, they were picking. I, I was able to pick a group to be in my scout team, and I remember Cameron, dude, like we had made this little connection. And uh, I looked out in the crowd, and I was like, "You, you, you!" And then, like, Cameron was just like, <laughs> and I was like,
2: "Little so kid, okay, mm, dude, I was not dying. you!" <laughs> and I
0: didn't pick him, dude. You I did? I know it's terrible. This is back before I was saved. I remember and, feeling like, <laughs> he's gonna pick me. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't, and and then I ate huge humble pie because the guy who I picked instead of him was trash. Was. A wanna, wanting to be the leader,
1: shout out Chachi. No, <laughs> yeah. no that was it. I just <laughs> no, threw that out there because I always I, if you I always shout out Chachi. If so you I didn't had to do it, do it. I was gonna do it at the end. <laughs> <Shout out Chachi. laughs> it but, wasn't Chachi that he's oh talking about, gosh. by the way.
0: But the guy who I picked on ended up just fighting with me throughout everything, and the. Team that he went on won first place, first place. dude. <laughs> and I just was like, dude. So that was when we first met, and I remember just being like, okay, Cameron's a cool guy, and uh, having that immediate connection of like, w- once I became saved, um, knowing that Cameron had seen what I was like before, mm. and then his kindness towards me once I started to you know try to really walk. I'll never forget that of you were just like hey, man, like encouraging me, being a, basically a brother for me. I remember you being there. Yeah. Um, and that's important. I think it's super important that guys fellowship, man. I think it's important that you uh, – I know you're the type of person, and here I am talking you up again, but we need to share to grow. Um, he's the type of guy who I, I've called in the middle of the night to help me with, like, ministry things. And mm-hmm. he's, he's picked up the phone, which I was surprised of. I was like, dude, this guy's got a kid, and he picked up the phone um maybe just some some words i i, I think as um we're kind of wrapping it up here there's there's people who um they need to be encouraged right now uh there there's a lot i think uh, of scared people a lot of people who are hurting whether they're part of ministry or whether they're not part of ministry cameron and i know you're a guy who is led by the holy spirit and i think one of the themes that you constantly bring up is uh, when it's the Spirit and when it's just you, when you're letting God take over control and when it's just you. Um, so, being this leader, and I say this with all respect, um, knowing you're a humble man, um, what would you say to people right now in this season that we're in, as right now, mini- ministries like uncertain, what would you encourage people in? Um, to to be doing looking forward to uh, maybe involved with ministry how would you encourage people
2: I think um, wherever you're at you know knowing God has a purpose you know God has a plan and just you could be in the craziest state you know and just chaos but blindly having the belief that God has a plan that there is a purpose with this, you know. Um, you know, you could be in complete success, you know, and you have to keep your head down and say, well, God has a plan. You know, God's going to continue to do something. You're in the worst case scenario. God's got a plan. God's going to do something. Uh, but definitely standing upon the call, you know, what God's called you to do, you know, like going back to, like, the situation at the house, like, you know, there, there's scary things that could happen, right? You own a place, but if God opens the door, and I didn't strive to open the door, but God opened the door, and I walked through, and I mean, yeah, there's, there's still times where, like, it took work, it took effort, but there's a difference between working towards it and striving towards it, right? And that could be a whole other podcast for sure, um, but if God opens the door, and God's pushing you, guiding you, directing you that way, Showing you through his word, showing you through friends around you, family, confirming it, you know, just keep pushing through it and know that, again, God has a plan and, and I'm just doing what, what God's calling me to do.
0: Mm. Amen. With that, Cameron, I think well, I'm, I'm going to pray with you right now, pray for you. And, um, you know, thank you uh, for coming on the show, Cameron. Uh, I, I'm super blessed to reach out and hear you say, you know, like, I want to do this. <laughs> so stoked. So let's pray for Cameron right now, okay? Yep. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Lord God, we lift up our, our good friend Cameron to you. I pray, Father, that you would bless him, Father. Have your Holy Spirit just fill him, Lord God, fully. Would you just continue to give him discernment and wisdom, Father? Humility, Lord God. Continue to help him to lead, Father. Give him vision, Lord God, without boundaries, Lord God. I pray, Father, that you would give him, Lord God, a a sensitivity to your spirit when he does need to hold back, Lord God, when he needs to put things aside and focus on what you have given him, Lord God. I pray, Father, for his marriage, Lord God. I pray, Father, for his child, Lord God, his wife, that you just bind them together in your love, that you continue to give Cameron's family just a hedge of protection, Father. May he continue to not only have Spiritual kids, Lord God, but Father, I would you just bless him, Lord God, and I pray Father, that you would continue to use him at Golden Springs, Lord God, may you give him favor, Lord God, and I pray, Father that he would continue to endure Lord God when trials come, Father, when the the enemy attacks Lord God when things get crazy, I pray, Father that he would remember Lord God, who you are, may He keep his eyes on you, Father, just bless the the tech ministry over there, would you continue to give them? Uh, one mind, Father, in Christ. And Father, just continue to use us. May this uh, message, Father, just find ears, Lord God, who are willing to take heed to your spirit. We love you, Father. We praise you. We thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, that's a wrap, boys. Yeah, go cool. Cool. Sweet.